Love in the Leaves by Crimson Quill. Narrated by Mage Maddie. Rated T for Teen Audiences. No advisories. It was one of those brief moments that she could forget everything going on around her. All the hurt and darkness just melted away. It didn't matter they were in a room full of people seeking refuge. It was still special. Lavender looked up at the swirling array of colors above her, the shades of fuchsia, tangerine, azure, and her namesake, Lavender, danced together like they were telling a love story. Parvati had started casting these experimental charms of her own creation when they felt most down. Lavender had mentioned to Parvati her desire to visit the Northern Lights, a trip that Lavender's parents had bought and paid for before deciding they couldn't go because of the oncoming war. Lavender was so concentrated on the dancing colors, she thought that Parvati had based the display on their romantic history. The lavender color swirled around, getting close to the fuchsia, sometimes interlocking with it before darting off to dance in sync with azure. The lavender and fuchsia always ended up closest of all the colors, though, blending together to be one. It was a beautiful sight to behold. Lavender snuggled closer into Parvati. Her sweet smell of jasmine intoxicated lavender's senses. This smell was enough to drive her crazy. Lavender often wondered what type of future they would have together. It felt impossible to think about the future, not when people would come through doors with a room of requirement, shouting for help, injured from the Carol's regime. Many of them had decided not to attend classes anymore, and days tended to blend into one. Do you ever think about the future? Lavender addressed Parvati, moving from her snuggled position to look into her warm brown eyes. Lavender almost felt she was swimming in chocolate as she did. The feeling alone was enough to warm her soul. Parvati instantly returned her question with a smile, Lavender's favorite type of smile that reached all the way to her eyes. Lavender couldn't help but fall a bit more in love with her every time she smiled. Of course I do. You know we're going to move to Paris. I'm going to have my own little studio for my art so we can start our design company. At the mention of Paris, she couldn't help but let her mind race. Suddenly, her mind had conjured up images of them walking along the scene hand in hand on a warm summer day. She thought that Parvati would look adorable in a beret, they would be able to eat pastries for breakfast in cute cafes. Seamus and Michael could visit them for long weekends. Lavender wanted that life. The oppression they faced was unbearable. She suddenly felt like a weight had been lifted as she fantasized about the way life could be. Really? What will I do? Lavender asked keenly. You'll run the front of house, you know, marketing and PR. Who is going to be able to resist that beautiful smile of yours? It sounds like you have this all planned out, then. How can I not? It's written across your face. I see it in your eyes. It's hope. Are you scared? Every day, but we have to believe Harry is coming back for us. It was moments like this that Lavender had always regretted running from Parvati. She couldn't help thinking she'd wasted so much time. They had been together as a couple in their fifth year, but she hadn't been brave like Parvati. Lavender had been too scared to admit how serious they had become. She worried about the reactions of those around her to the news. She was so hopelessly in love with the girl. It had all been too much. She caved, and it was all too easy to pick holes and push Parvati away at the start of their sixth year. Lavender had been so sure of who she was until that point, but suddenly that disappeared. It was like trying to figure out a puzzle, but she didn't know if all the pieces were even there. Later, she would know her missing piece had always been Parvati. Ron Weasley had been the escape she needed for the time being. In her hurry to escape her feelings, she bowled headfirst into another relationship. Ron had none of the depth and complexity of her relationship with Parvati. It was simple. She needed that. She had grown to enjoy his kisses, though they were empty. It was only their passion for other people and their desire to escape someone else that tied them together. The day in the hospital wing after Ron got poisoned as he mumbled another girl's name, Hermione, it was clear that he was ready to let go, but she wasn't. It was only as she cried alone in the dormitory that she realized what a fool she was. Lavender sighed as she thought how difficult she had made it for them as a couple. She wished she could change it, but she had one Parvati back and intended to keep her forever. Parvati rested in her hammock with her sketchbook on her lap, vaguely humming a soft tune to herself, one of her habits when she was drawing.
She found herself drawing familiar lines. Lavender seemed to be her constant source of inspiration. She knew every curve of Lavender's face as her pencil glided across the paper, forming part of a radiant smile that often occupied her girlfriend's face. Her smile was often the hardest thing to get right as it was so beautiful. She hoped to be a good enough artist to capture all of Lavender's beauty one day. Hannah! It was never a good sign when the name was shouted across the room. Hannah Abbott from Hufflepuff had become exceptional at healing spells since Madame Pomfrey had been banned by the Carols from healing those with the injuries inflicted by their regime. Madame Pomfrey had spent a lot of time tutoring Hannah and Susan in secret to be able to help with most of their injuries. A small crowd had gathered around the group of three people that had come through the door. Parvati snapped her sketchbook shut quickly as she recognized the tall figure of Michael being one of the three. Lavender was sandwiched between Seamus and Michael. Her head was lolling worryingly in front of her. She was unconscious. That much was obvious. Parvati fought pricks of tears in her eyes. What happened? She demanded with a deathly glare, hitting Seamus anywhere she could reach. You were only going to see Flitwick. She knew that Seamus wouldn't put Lavender in any harm on purpose. They had been best friends since the Yule Ball. Dean was probably the only person that Seamus cared about more than Lavender. It wasn't surprising, but Seamus had developed a bit of a hero complex recently, though. He had been taking the fight to the Caros. Parvati had always admired Seamus' spirit, but it had been more level-headed Dean that she had bonded with. They had become a tight-knit group over the last couple of years. Although Seamus would not admit it, but Michael Corner had quickly become his best mate, his new partner in crime in Dean's absence. She wanted to kill Seamus right now, though. It made it worse that he didn't seem that worried about Lavender. He looked well amused. Are you laughing? Parvati demanded as she flared up in anger. What do you think happened? The Caros. Elle was just being her normal sassy self. She was amazing. Honestly, it was hilarious. What happened? She might have made some comments to Electra Caro about how she should dress for her shape and it might be worth learning a few beauty spells. The flick of the hair as she walked away. It was genius, Michael agreed. She should be worried sick, but suddenly a smile was creeping over her face. Lavender had always had such a strong mind. Her sharp tongue and wit had been obvious since the first time that they met as first years. Hannah was still looking at Lavender, but Bavardi had to accept that she hadn't chosen an easy person to love. Lavender's vivacious jest for life and flair for the dramatics paired with her many insecurities was a dangerous mixture. It was just a tripping jinx, but she was near a staircase. She fell down some stairs before we could do anything. Hannah was still bent over Lavender. Bravati had never been so afraid to lose someone as she was now, right despite her loving smile. Let's get her over to the beds, Hannah instructed quickly. I've done a quick check and she's going to be alright. We've got some revival potion to bring her around. Bravati felt the weight had been lifted with her words. They'd both lived to see another day. It was one of the darkest days that they had faced as a group. The room had always had the buzz of chatter even on bad days. The oppression of their situation had never been more clear. Many of them had forgotten that they were just children. The concept was so alien, it had faded into nothingness. Michael's torture had been on another level than anything they had experienced before. How's Michael? Pravati asked, looking concerned. Lavender squeezed her hand a little in what she hoped was reassuring. Lavender had grown worried about her since the attack because she'd not seemed her positive self. Lavender grew concerned about the spark in Pravati's eyes starting to fade. How many times are you going to ask that? Terry Boot said grumpily. Tensions had been running high with the group since Michael's attack. People had been on edge more than ever before. They'd gone on missions before. They'd always felt a slight thrill at getting on top of the Karos. They'd even sprayed the walls, but it hadn't felt real like it did right now. They didn't realize that they had been quite so foolish. This war was not a game. Michael was a living proof that this wasn't the slightest bit fun. It was dangerous. Lavender felt now that she had got off lightly having been tripped down some stairs last week. The bruise was barely visible with her expert makeup skills. She hated Terry for his comments. Of course, it was annoying that she kept asking, but Lavender knew it was only Parvati's kind nature that made her ask. It's not like Terry wasn't annoying with that little bouncy ball that he always insisted on throwing around the place. It was obviously his way of keeping sane, but no one commented on that. Lavender felt her anger flare up. Oi, shut it. At least she cares. Lavender snapped at him fiercely. 
She regretted that she had shouted because they needed to stick together, but she seemed to be unable to help herself when she felt Parvati needing protecting. Guys, Padma said, looking between the two of them as Terry looked like he was going to say something else to Lavender. They did not need to turn on each other. Padma put her hand on Terry's arm. He relaxed. It seemed the war had brought some people closer together. Sorry, Lavender and Terry said in unison. Lavender shot a small smile. She needed to remain calm for Parvati, who had remained very quiet, staring off into the distance. What if he's not coming back? She said in a small voice. The words hung in the air like poison. Lavender was sure that it had become all of their greatest fears. She had doubts if Harry was coming many times. She hadn't got Parvati's positive spirit that Parvati had always managed to get her believing again. It felt like an age as no one said anything. They, like her, were bowling over the implications of the statement. It was a death sentence. Lavender thought about how much she wanted the future that everyone needed to believe again because without belief, they had nothing. Harry would come back for them. He could even be on his way now. She had not known Harry that well, but she knew he was a true Gryffindor. A Gryffindor who would come back for them. The future without Voldemort was too tempting. He will. We all need to believe it. We need to trust Harry. She found herself saying, but suddenly the war started flooding through and she carried on talking. Harry won't just leave us here. He wants to defeat Voldemort more than anyone. That monster has taken so much from everyone, but we will win because love is always stronger than hate. I know that it may seem really bleak, but I know the final fight is coming. Harry will find a way through, and we'll all be there to help him when he comes home. Hogwarts is his home, after all. She hadn't realized with how much passion that she had been speaking with. It just happened. She saw that every face in their group had turned and looked at her. She found herself smiling and, more importantly, the glowing face of Parvati, who was now beaming back at her. She was so concentrated on the look on Parvati's face that she only just noticed that the group were clapping to her words. Well said, someone commented. Lavender had managed to keep alive their hope for another day. It felt good. It was a Monday or maybe a Tuesday. Lavender just lost track of the days without lessons. She and Parvati sat across from each other. There were two teacups between them. They were waiting for them to cool. Parvati had giggled when Lavender had suggested that they read tea leaves that they hadn't done in so long. Divination had become an inside joke between them because they both grew to credit it with predicting their relationship. It was nice when they were younger to believe in something. Lavender thought that half of her truly believed some of the things that they had learned as her and Parvati were as real as it came. The teacups had magically appeared in the room after Lavender had thought of it. They were pink patterned the very same as those they had used in third year. Well, what do you see in it? Parvati asked, giggling as she stared into her own cup. Hmm, I think I see the Eiffel Tower. What do you think? Lavender asked Parvati with a small smile playing on her lips. Parvati looked up in surprise as she nearly snatched the cup from Lavender and stared into the cup. Lavender wasn't sure that her tea leaves looked anything, but the gesture was only supposed to be a symbolic one. That's not the Eiffel Tower, it's ladder. It means great change, Parvati announced after a moment. Lavender almost wanted to facepalm. That was the last time she tried to do something romantic. Her girlfriend couldn't take a hint, obviously. You're not making this easy, Parvati, she whined, pushing the cup closer to Parvati again, gesturing for her to look into the cup again. Parvati peered into the cup, still looking confused. I mean that I want to go to Paris with you. After all this is over, I want a fresh start, too. Are you trying to be romantic, Lav? Parvati giggled. Lavender felt her cheeks flush. She wasn't the most romantic person in the world. She adored Parvati, but romance was more Parvati's thing. Lavender felt she wouldn't bother in the future if Parvati was going to make being romantic so difficult. Did it work? She asked, hopefully, feeling a bit nervous, twisting in her stomach. Yes, Parvati beamed at her, throwing herself towards Lavender. She engulfed her in a hug. Lavender inhaled her scent of jasmine. Lavender retreated from the hug, so she was able to look at Parvati's beautiful face. Her eyes looked as alive as ever. She looked beautiful. She cupped her face gently and pulled her into a soft kiss. Let's do it then, Lavender announced excitedly. They both left. The future was too bright to let Voldemort ruin it. Suddenly, there was a burst of noises from the corner. The noise came in the form of cheering and clapping. Lavender and Parvati often forgot when they were having a moment that the room was home to a lot of other people, too. 
The noise was loud and excitable. What could have caused such jubilation? He's here! Harry is here! Someone called out as a large group formed around where Harry stood. A tidal wave of commotion rippled over the room. She suddenly felt really overwhelmed by what was happening. She had believed in Harry. She knew he was coming back, but she wasn't sure that her brain could process it. They could have it all. Freedom. The intensity of the idea was beyond her. She looked to Parvati. Are you ready for this? Parvati asked. Her eyes sparkled wickedly. Not at all. For Paris? For Paris. 